Yo, yo, welcome back to another Muscle in the Hustle podcast. It's Sunday morning. I'm on the coffee. 808 Carl. Oh, Jesus Christ. 808coffee.co. Cheers for the big week. Big week for the coffee. Now. Was it a big week for the coffee? Big week for the coffee. Now, I will say this here. You, our ma man, are buying coffee just to give me shit on the order form. No, they're not all that. Well, I got four orders in the last two weeks from Armagh, and all the time it is up the orange men, County Armagh written in capital letters, um, uh, Armagh for Sam, King McGinney, King O'Neill, just boys just giving me golf in the notes, so keep buying or not, keep enjoying it. But we're back, we're here, so episode 100 went down well. Like a ton of bricks. Like a ton of bricks. No, it did go down well. Um, people did say that I have to start taking the piss out of Tony more. Um, you still aren't throwing each other under the bus for the rating, which is great to see. He's are holding firm. Yeah. He's are holding firm. He can't be bought. I know what I was going to say. He's loyal. These are too loyal, guys. You know, somebody out there is listening. Um, it's not Neil Collins. He says... It definitely wasn't him. I think it might have been you, Tony, to be honest. Why would I rate my own podcast before? You probably don't even know how to rate it, to be honest. You've, you've never listened to this podcast. I've listened to five or ten minutes with my mom, and I, had to, I, couldn't, I couldn't listen anymore. Couldn't listen to yourself? No. I was like, actually, this is tragic, not for me. <laughs> so Tony's back in beautiful Newry. The, uh, the ski season's over for the big man. I know. Well, fuck. We brought the snow home. I mean, holy fuck! Oh, you were chuffed. You were chuffed. Ha- you were chuffed having the big wagon. Oh, look at me, Mister Play. Mister Play, the rock, jumping in to save the day and Purveen Yuri. Here was fucking car crash city in there yesterday. Was it? It's like wacky races. Everybody's driving in each other. It's fucking nuts. Now I was coming home from the airport. It was literally car after car either parked at the side of the road left with the hazard sides on left in the middle of the road or anywhere where there was a hill in there a car had obviously mashed in another car it was fucking everywhere mate it was proper bad up here it wasn't bad no no it wasn't bad I felt either I drove from, when we drove from Dublin airport until we hit just the border you'd swear as soon as you hit the border it was just like winter wonderland holy fuck it was like Bambi and Ace it was mental Absolutely how'd nuts. you get it on bus oh beautiful uh, so I got the flight home and my dad, he'll get a good laugh at this, was supposed to pick me up. <laughs> Woke up. Uh, obviously, I was in the middle of the flight and texted me going, snowing, don't think I can go. Best of luck. <laughs> and I goes, what? So uh, then I rang him and goes, what's the story? And he goes, yeah, I drove to like the top of the Dublin Road and Tony, it's just not going to happen. So I just went home, went back to bed. So I was just laughing. And... So I'm standing in Dublin Airport going, fuck, the roads are everywhere. I don't know when the bus is. So the bus was an hour away. So then I pulled out the aisle. You'll love this. I pulled out the aisle where I'm standing in Dublin Airport trying to fucking figure out my head from my arse and figure out, do I know anybody? And fucking boom, bumped into Atlanta. I was like, oh, this is unbelievable. No way. Uh, I got a lift off the road, yeah, within about five minutes. I was like, this is beautiful. You're such a stoke. Oh, scabbing right there. Scabbing. Pure. That's the Nuri coming scabbing out. And you scabbing about. 
He's looking at the left. Do you know what it was, though? The bus was going to drop me in the depot, and I would know where to get from the bus depot and area up to my house. It would have been like, oh, I don't know. If, no don't taxis know near, no. I don't know what way the taxis would have worked because the ice, I don't know if I would have got one. Taxis, that's where they make their money. Well, um, still. When, when you won't uh, lift your you car out of the yard, out of the driveway. It's funny because the car, my tank was sitting here and it goes, fuck that. It's got a snow mode, Mickey. Uh, Does it? Yeah, it's got a snow mode. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's the main reason I bought it. That one day of the oh, year. That's the main reason I bought it. Main reason for that day there. And oh, fuck, she was beautiful. Uh, now, we don't have many topics or that. So we've started winging them together here. Because obviously, we never plan anything like three or three two people Tony texted me this morning I texted Tony this morning at what time of the day fully expecting him to go off five o'clock six o'clock the normal and he goes how about now I get home at 4am this morning and he wanted to do a podcast at half nine so then I I I put him under pressure I just replied think of a topic we Tony's hamster we'll start going I gave you loads. Do you want to read out the topics so people get a laugh while we're my mind? This is the way Tony's mind works now. I asked him, think of a topic at 10, 18 a.m. At 10, 26, Tony's mind started working. You can go ahead now, Tony, and say your topics. <laughs> Traveling on a budget. People waiting to travel. Guilty pleasures. Hypothetical situations and how you would react. How to pull a girl in 2021, even though it's 2022. <laughs> a quote of the week. We should start doing that. I think that's a great idea. We're going to have a quote of the week, Mickey. Fuck it. Dear ideas, sex, confidence. Also, I'll hint at a slight announcement, and I'll do this quote of the week again. Obviously, I really want to. And also, also, guys, there's more. Kanye, a day in the life of Mickey or Tony, talk through it, news, how shit are my topics, or as a topic, <laughs> guess you want on, right? Guys, I'd just like to, like to tell you all these things we've just read out. That's Tony having a conversation with himself on or on whatsapp i'm not i hadn't replied to any of these for 20 minutes i think that's funny the fact that i wrote what about a topic of how shit topics uh, we should start doing i think that's good so he's 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 bigging himself up he's bigging <laughs> his own topics up and then and then he decides then we are going to have a quote of the week and i'm also <laughs> going to hint at announcement so that's where that's where tony's head is at in the mornings you ready for the quotes? And you can read it from one to ten. Right, go. Right, I want an honest. Right, right go. This is quote, quote of the week. Listen up. <laughs> right, go. Do you need music for this? No. Well, what have you got? Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that was terrible. Sound like Fred soundtrack. Right, go ahead. Am I doing it over this? No, you go ahead. Just... A successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at him. David Brinkley. <laughs> no, that wasn't bad. I like that quote. That wasn't bad. That's that's one a lot of people won't have heard of, but I put I put that in my client group every so often. Not one in particular. Oh, so you just really regurgitated like a, a quote for your very uh, first quote of the week. You just regurgitated one that you've used. Yeah, I like that one. So you that's didn't go fresh. One. No, I used that about a month or two ago with my clients, and I was like, "That's a really good quote." Because I haven't, I hadn't heard it before, and I was like, "I like that one," and I've used it like twice in a month. So I'll change now next week. We'll, so we'll change. Say it week. again. Say it again. No, it was a long my full my I've already got it right. Oh, so you don't even, you don't even uh, know this quote either. A successful man is one who can lay a firm foundation with the bricks others have thrown at him. That's good. So obviously, obviously, it's about building Joe yourself off hate, which is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, 
Right, and there you go, folks. That's the one to live by. That's the quote of the week to live by, guys. If people throw on Brexit, you just remember you build a bigger, another story on your house. That's what I take from that. Yeah, you build yourself higher. Fuck them. Right, that's me. That's about 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 all we have time for this week, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Which other topic would you like to move on to? Well, I think DNA years and sex and confidence and how to pull a girl in 2020 should be a separate podcast. Yeah. So we'll do that maybe next week. Even though me and you have zero experience with pulling anybody, we might. If anybody's listening, that's good at pulling. Please come on board. Yeah. Um. Nobody. Traveling on a budget. Have you ever traveled on a budget in your life? Yeah. Yeah, I've. Have you? Skint. When when, when did you travel? I'm not talking about going to Bendorn and Carlingford for the weekend. I went to Vietnam and I only had set. I think I only had seven hundred pound after my flights for three or four weeks. When you went to Vietnam, yeah, I wasn't coaching or anything, or just starting. Like it must have been. Oh no, it was Thailand. After. You went. Was it Thailand? You went after. Went to, went to Vietnam and then I went to Bali. So we done three weeks in Vietnam and a week in Bali, and I think I had under a thousand pound, which to me for not working is a decent amount, and that yeah. includes your flights to Bali that week. So we done three weeks in Vietnam, and then we took a flight to Bali, spent ten days there, so and then flew home, and that just included that wee middle flight in the middle, which was probably about two hundred pounds. So we only spent about eight hundred pounds over three or four weeks. Yeah. Which for me, with accommodation, with food, like I was training all in the gym and all of that as well, going out drinking, like drinking water. Water. I was actually drinking. You know, at that stage, I was I was a I was a bit of a mad one. So was my kid. I was drinking most nights, and all it was mad. It's a heavy time. Heavy time. That's how long ago it was. But I feel like traveling on a budget is one of them things where people put off traveling because the money side of things. Now, I do believe places like Dubai, you're not going to be able to travel on a budget. No. But there is places which, if you actually do travel on a budget, because see, a lot of the time when I go away, like a three-star hotel and a two-star hotel and a five-star hotel, don't get me wrong, there is some differences in some countries. But in a lot of the places, there's not that major difference. It's what you make of it, in my opinion. Well, it depends what you're using a hotel for. If you're just using it for a bed... Exactly. Hotel stroke hostel. The hostels as good as any. If you're if you're going full on backpacking off the grid, that's that's the way we worked Vietnam. We stayed in places that would cost us a pound fifty a night, and that yeah. sounds nuts. Yeah. But like it's room eight. We used to do. You used to be room eight. We used to just pay for the full bill for four of us, and it would only cost us three or four pound each. And that sounds ridiculous. But like Vietnam, that was about five six years ago, and the thing was that your food for the day, and that's you. Like that's you. Sauce. You don't need anything. You're not buying clothes. You're not you're doing stuff that's free like on the beach or you know maybe having one or two drinks yeah. but it's just a case of when you go away you don't have to be fucking jet skiing around the bar you don't have to no. be a lot of the good stuff of travel is free Ooh. as long and as you do a bit of research before you leave yes, you know there's a lot of people go out and and they don't plan anything and they go like the fucking big signs on the side of the road fucking quad biking here and now of course that's not going to be the cheapest alternative or even the best alternative. You Research, know, I agree. I found that a lot when I went to Australia. Like, there was, you learnt more from the other backpackers. Like, they were telling you, yeah. nah, you need to do this, you need to go here, you need to do that there, but don't do that. This here will cost you a fortune, but you can do it this way. And and the more you spoke to other people, the more you learnt that. Yeah, you need to know somebody, I think. Yeah, you need to know somebody, or you need to do a bit of, uh, a bit of groundwork before you leave, but... It's that old saying, you know, you don't, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah, sometimes. well, especially with Southeast Asia, like, like, in Southeast Asia, there's so much you can, you, you, you can skimp on. Like, you don't need to be caught out by the, by the tourism trap, or, 
or even even people that are flying out to Vietnam or flying out to Thailand, don't book your accommodation till you get out there. Don't book it to a travel agent here because they're going to charge you a fucking fortune. Like, oh, we didn't have when we got to Vietnam. First thing we had no accommodation, but we were like somewhere in Ho Chi Minh is going to have a have a room for us. Like, yeah, yeah. So, somewhere well, like, and the thing is, they just need to fill it. So. No, I feel like traveling on a budget is one of them things where for me it would have always been an excuse until I'd done it once. Yeah. Uh, and I traveled to, fuck me, and I traveled to Iceland on a budget. It was a nightmare. And Mykonos, that was two times that I was not well. Iceland was maybe I was okay. But whenever I went to Mykonos, oh my God, the sweat was dripping off me when we were in restaurants because the price of stuff. Like, uh, and that's just me being honest. I was straight out of uni. I used to be fucking, like, not broke. I just didn't. You had a normal wage. But, like, yeah. Mykonos is fucking dear. Like. Mykonos is a very dear island. Uh, Mykonos oh, and Iceland both are dear places to try doing a budget. Six euro for a glass of orange. Just suck the bags. I'll go milk the oranges myself. I'll fuck you. There is certain countries, like you said, like Dubai. You can't do in a budget for the simple reason is, like, your taxi bill in Dubai is going to be high. Even if you use the bus, it's still going to be pretty high. Um, America's hard enough to do in a budget too at times, depending on where you are. If you're in a big city like New York's tougher than yes. than down in like Texas or Alabama or South Carolina. There's yeah, a bit more. I it and I wasn't I wasn't too well. I found that like getting the buses and stuff was way cheaper. And then yeah. even stuff like the Greyhound bus was only like twenty or twenty quid to get yeah. from like New York, Boston to New York, cheap stuff we got. But it's just for me, that's all knowing and researching prior words. If you go away and you book a really dear hotel in a really dear city, you're going to pay then really dear prices and food and everything else. Yeah. Whereas if you actually go away, like it, you can only spend what you have, you'll find a wedge and rain. So have you got any tips? Me personally, I would say number one, as you said, was research. Number two is whenever you actually research. Well, number one is probably pick the right place. As much as yeah. you can do everywhere in a budget, like if you're picking fucking Norway, Finland, uh, fucking Mykonos, you're picking a Dubai, you're picking a real, like Las Vegas, you're better picking places that you can do cheap that aren't maybe as busy. So if you're going to Spain, don't go to Marbella, go to one of the smaller towns. Yeah. Now you might think, fuck, that's not, not as good, but there's plenty of places that will actually be better than that because a lot of the places aren't that different. Like if I went to Marbella and I went to fucking a city on the coast, like San Pedro, which is five minutes away from it. De la Medina. You, you could see if you could see if a, like for the month say you rented accommodation you'd save half the money minimum, yeah. if not more and you could pay that even you could pay a quarter of that in taxis in and out to Joe so it's just even talking to people that you know that have been to the area you want to be I feel like that's number one do your research do your due diligence yeah. and you'll actually be okay and it, that would be my number one and then I would say it, the more you bring the more you save I the only reason I want to bring it up is just I feel like I put off traveling for so long because of it yeah yeah well because I spent half my life traveling and being a little nomad, there's certain things you, you learn. Like, so if you're if you if anybody here get their notepad out, I'm gonna drop some drop some bombs on you. If anybody here fancies ever going to New York, um, so you you everybody says all oh, going to New York, but really you're not. You're going to Manhattan. Most people are just going to Manhattan. They're going to Midtown. Midtown Manhattan is very expensive to stay in. You could stay in New Jersey, just at the other side of the turnpike, for a quarter of the price. And all you need to do is get a bus into Manhattan, which is, I want to say 20 minutes, 25 minutes, piece of piss. And it'll be a quarter of the price and staying in a place that is twice as good as anything in Manhattan. Because everything in Manhattan is squished. The rooms are tiny, everything's tiny. 
but it's easy to get to everywhere so that's why it's so expensive just stay out just the other side of the turnpike stay in new jersey there's a hilton just right at the edge of the turnpike in new jersey and it is about a quarter of the price of a two-star hotel in manhattan there's a good one for you other one and also questions at the end of the show if you want them questions on the show there's another one uh if you go to vegas if you're booking vegas right book vegas but book uh book the cheapest room you can get on whatever booking.com doesn't really matter and it just if you want to stay in a good hotel say the cosmopolitan to the mgm i've stayed in the mgm five or six times now this has worked every time Stay in the MGM, book the smallest room they have. See, when you're checking in, the thing you have to remember is the MGM has about 10,000 rooms. Say to them, any chance of an upgrade or how much is an upgrade going to cost us? Chances are they're going to look at it and go, it's going to cost you an extra $10 a night. The most I've ever spent is $20 a night for a suite. More for the MGM signature. So if you work it out, you're staying five nights, $20, that's nothing compared to when you were booking on booking.com. It was uh, 700 bucks a night. Say about 400 bucks more a night. But they'll do it for $20. $20. Always do it. Um, if you have, also, if you want to do Vegas on a, on the cheap, uh, if you sit at a machine, you don't even have to be gambling. Just put in $10 into a machine and just sit there and they'll come around and give you free drink. That's another wee hack. You just have to sit there. <laughs> They give you free drink. All you have to do is tip them. Um, where else? Any other hacks I have? Uh, if you're staying, if you're going to Sydney, uh, the beaches will cost you more, and the CBD will cost you more. Stay just if you stay outside the CBD, just in Chinatown, quarter the price, and it's far nicer. Better coffee out there too. Better restaurants. There's we we hints and tips for you. A few gems, a few gems. A few gems, but that one in New York, that that, that was the best one I ever found. Just stay outside New Manhattan, because people always yeah. say, "Oh, I'm going on holidays in New York," but you're not. You're going to Manhattan Island. You're going to Times Square. You're staying in around Manhattan. You're not in New York. New York's a massive place. You're staying on the island. You're not. No, I agree. So yes. just just through the turnpike, you literally save. You could save five or six hundred pound off your holiday, easy, just by staying over in New Jersey, and it's only a twenty minute bus journey. And plus, New Jersey is fucking incredible out in Hoboken and places like that. There, they give all the real, real New York pizza places, real New York restaurants, like you, not so much the tourist trap stuff. It's really yeah. good, but yeah, um, I used to love trying to, trying to travel on a budget. But not the fact that it didn't have the money, but the fact that it just was like, you don't have to go to these countries and spend an absolute fortune if you do just a small bit of research. Um, but there is certain countries, especially if you're eating, like if you're eating in, eating in, in certain countries is always going to be more expensive. Like Scandinavia, eating in it is really expensive. But Southeast Asia, eating in it is, is, is the cheapest thing you'll do the whole time. But you also have to be a wee bit wary that your stomach's not made of lead <laughs> and their food yeah. can go straight through you like but yeah doing it in the budget is it's always fun to do it in the budget too I think because then it opens so many extra doors for you you don't have to save for a year to do a, a two month or a three month trip 100% I agree you know if people agree. like there's people going to Bali and they're like oh how much are you bringing to Bali how much are you oh I'm going out for two months and bringing 10 grand 
And you're like, fuck, you don't need that. Like, you don't, no. No, you spend what you got. If you got more money, you spend, you'll do it. If you have fuck up money, you can't spend it. Yeah. So it's, it's one of them ones. It's like everything, though, is people make more money to spend more money. People have less money to spend less. It's, it's natural. I know, obviously, certain things like energy and all are going up, but you know what I mean? I mean, in terms of traveling. What do you feel like about, uh, what about the rest of them? What are you feeling? Guilty pleasures. I'd like to hear your guilty pleasures. I put one up last night. I'm a big fan of Whitney Houston, like power ballads and stuff. Should we knew that? No, but I feel like that's a, still a guilty pleasure. In the gym, you're listening to Whitney Houston. I listen to quite a, a random mix, yeah. Like I, if I read out like a couple of my gym tunes, you have Whitney Houston, you have a bit of Nickelback that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll actually flick through here. There's a wee bit of rap. There's a wee bit of old school. Uh, what do you mean? No, 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 no. Tell me the people and the songs. You can't go. There's a little so, bit of rap. Right, right. So last couple of gym songs we have. We have AJ Tracy, which is a standard gym song. AJ Tracy. Yeah. Labrick song. You've no. You've got a little more love. Right. And then you've got Luke Combs there. Right. You've then got a wee bit of normal stuff. You know, like uh, I've got rock and roll band by Boston. We've got Stormzy. You've got your Michael Bublé. Right, Michael Bublé and the gym's wrong and all all counts. It's not if you're listening to Feeling Good, lads. It's a very good gym tune. No, it's, it's not, but we'll go go on ahead. We, we, we'll progress. Go. No, I'm not saying no more now. No, no, I want to see I want to see what other madness you have on there. There's a good mix. There's Fallout Boy. Right. There is... There's a good mix. There's Fallout Boy. There's Fallout Boy. There's The Siege. I don't know who The Siege are now. The Siege is a good... Like They're probably one of the main gym ones I would listen to. The Siege and The Score. <laughs> Right, who's that? Are they, is that hip hop? Like, uh, Americana? No, punk? they're like a mix. They're, listen to them. Sit the sage or the score. Listen to them in the gym, and you'll know what I mean. You'll hit a PB. You, when was the last time you hit a PB? Me personally, well, I'm on a maintenance phase, so it's been a couple of weeks. Right. What are you wearing now? What are you wearing now? Ninety-seven point six. No, no, no. I had to do an appetite reset phase while I was weather. So Joe told me I was only I was only supposed to hit protein and hit a small amount. Uh, Going into after he didn't care how much he just said protein and get my appetite back. So I've went from ninety seven to about ninety three there of them ten days. So I'm down about four kilos. Yeah. And now I don't know. I think we're gonna hold or maybe just slightly build up a wee bit, and then we're gonna maybe do a sixty eight week cut. The bicycle will be back out. No, you won't. You mightn't be in Ireland. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see where I am at the time. I might do a photo shoot, might not. Just depends <laughs> on where it falls. You're not going to do a photo shoot. Mate, I need more size. You don't have it in you. I have plenty of You don't have it in you. I noticed the difference in you. You used to be, a couple of years ago, you were a hardcore guy. You know, you were hardcore. Now you're, <laughs> now you're a wee Instagram or a wee TikTok bodybuilder. A wee TikTok gymmer. Remember, Tony used to be. Rise and shine. There we go, lads. Lift and weight, lift and tin, hood up. Now you're running about with a headband on. You've changed. <laughs> Everybody's noticed it. Everybody loves it. It man. used to be hood up, beanie down, hardcore, lifting weights. Now you're That's fucking, now you're gym bands. You're, <laughs> now you're TikTok and he's not underground anymore. I'm a mix. You sold out. You sold your soul. <laughs> you sold your soul and you know you have. <laughs> it used to be Tony wouldn't go to a commercial gym what do you mean where was he going then? he wouldn't go to a commercial gym he was all like nah it has to be rusty this and you know just with the big man now it's 
Now he's looking for the best lighting. What's Jim's got the best neons? That's all he rings him up. Have you got any neons in your place? What's your down lighting like? What's your sound system? What's your sound system like? Aye, the great, all the greats. Are, Tony used to train the, in the garage. In whose garage? I don't know. Somebody's garage. I fucking knew that was right there. I was like, who the fuck? You did train in the garage in Bambridge. Oh yeah, well that's <laughs> not a garage. Fuck me, it's a gym. That's a garage. It's a garage, right? Have you got any questions? Uh, I put up a Q and A earlier. We can go into detail on any of them that you want. So, uh, what's your view? First of all, what's your view on this Kanye West situation? Oh right, that's the problem. Personally, uh, it seems like I, I read a post the other week, and I actually thought earlier today, and I thought it pretty sum, summed it up pretty much. Kanye West is that boy that never appreciates you, and then whenever you actually finally say no and don't want a bit of him, he feels the need to show the world that he actually cares about you and that you're almost a bad person. Yeah, that's cool. That actually. That is actually it's really like, good. It's like, it's like whenever, whenever a lad cheats on a woman and then all of a sudden it's, I love you, baby, and you're everything. And Or if he hasn't given a yeah. fuck and he's done fuck all. The minute she takes him back, year goes by, he's back to being a bellend. He is, he is a seriously mixed up individual. He wasn't for a long time. Like Kanye West touched the sky, he was the king. Aye, back then, aye. But... Kanye West, Donda, or whatever the fuck this album's called, is... Ludicrous! Did you see the Super Bowl outfit, the one where he's wearing the mask with the holes? Well, he's been, he's been wearing that for a long time. Ah, fuck me! Who pays whatever thousand pounds? Fifty, fifty grand for a seat, wearing, watching it through holes. But he did take the mask off at some stages. I know, but that's um, but like when he made Donda album, he lived in a stadium. Did you know that he li- like he, he slept in the like a like a janitor's office? What? I thought he was uh, in a farm. No, no, he's, he lived, he slept in the janitor's office. Remember he done the Donda live screening? Yeah. Where he played the album, just stood in the middle of the pitch. Well, he lived in that stadium for like three or four weeks before that. What stadium was it, do you know? I don't know. Maybe been the Staples Centre. Wherever it was, anyway, he lived like in a janitor's office and they showed like as we caught. Like there was nothing there. But he, he wanted to soak it up. No, he said he wanted to soak what I don't know what. But uh, here's a new documentary on Netflix is unbelievable. I do like, like, don't get me wrong. I do he's a genius. See, he is a genius. Yeah, he's a genius. And I think he's really, really smart. And he's pivoted well. But I almost feel like, and he was dating probably what was classified as one of the, the best women in the world. Like, Kim was rated, was she, she's not rated sexist, but she's probably like one of the most influential. Well, she probably won the sexist Garen Lord a couple of times. Like, she's bound to have won it. Like, yeah, and then she's probably one of the most influential, if you know what I mean. Yeah. She's just constantly looked at. So it's just one of them things. And the funniest thing is too, like that started for her from a porno, like which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shows you. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of them ones where I, I I see why he goes on the way he does, but at the same time, I feel like sometimes with just the relationship stuff, it's just a bit like you can see she's almost had enough of that. Like that's probably the that's probably the exact reason why she's with Pete Davidson now, is because he's literally the exact opposite. Yeah. He's yeah. literally just humor, not really looks, and probably a clean laugh. And Kanye is probably the exact opposite. He would be. He would be full on. I think it's all changed now because of the kids. It's not about Kim as much anymore. Um, if it was just about Kim, she would just be chasing the clout as always. But now that they have kids, it there's you know she's probably seen that you can't. No, Kanye's probably he, he seems to be a loose cannon. Like he doesn't seem to be. I don't know if his morals are in the right place. The, the whole religion thing's a wee bit weird. 
Um, yeah, like so he, it's one of the things where I feel like, yeah, she's probably acting like a mother now and probably trying to actually protect her and her kids. Ah, uh, yeah. And then, I say that's the reason why but his, he knows what he's like. His talent's just like when it, from music to fashion, like his fashion talent's unbelievable. Like, like it's Yeezys, like, like it or, or hate them, are such an influential generational. Like, you know, like, everybody knows where her Yeezys is. Yeah, they're generational. Right. People laughed when he. Took out that white T-shirt. His first thing he ever dropped was a white T-shirt, and it was thirty-five pound, plain white T-shirt. Um, people laughed and says, "Oh, he's fucking nuts!" And then they brought out the Yeezys, and people were like, "Oh, there's a bit of demand." He was the first guy who was like dropping limited amount of sizes, limited amount of everything, selling out straight away, and created the FOMO. And now every brand's doing that. Every brand is doing that. Like even Jordans is doing that. He was the first guy started really doing a super limited run, a drop. So he was dropping a different colorway every three months, but having a super limited, only maybe having a thousand pair of trainers or yeah. two thousand or whatever they were, instead of Nike dropping an unlimited amount of Nike Air Max or Air Jordans. Then everybody started doing that. He transcended everything they did. Like he's, but then with great talent and great, you know. There's the great genius. There is always fucking psychological stuff going on in the background, um, and I do know that when the fat Kanye was about, as they called it, that kind of time, he was on serious meds, and he didn't like the meds because they were stunting his his artistic direction. But then when he came off the meds, he started acting about zany. And when he come, when he was on the meds, he put on like loads of weight and stuff. When he came off the meds to get the weight off, that's when he started acting out. So he does have like he does have like a a bipolar disorder of some sort. But um, hopefully he kind of sorts it out. He doesn't do anything <laughs> fucking stupid because you always have that feeling when you see the stuff he does that he's not that far away from doing something really mental. Fucking hell! What a lunatic! Like he's not going to go out quietly. Not a mission. And hopefully he doesn't like it doesn't cons- do anything to concern you no know, her or Pete Davidson because I would say Pete Davidson shit himself right now. I would say Pete Davidson's a wee bit on edge, yeah. Because you're you're still dealing with a guy from the hood, not maybe not so much hood hood as as fucking Biggie was, but you're still dealing with a guy that's connected, a guy that's in the, in that rap game that's known to have a very fierce rivalry but he is a bit spry now i seen the Kid Cudi thing it was a bit mad when Kid Cudi commented underneath his Instagram post after he declared war on Kid Cudi for being friends with Pete Davidson um, it is all a bit mental but also it's getting people talking about Kanye West and that's all that matters I'm sure you know where a pair of Yeezy Crocs are and the money he makes off them probably so there you go I'm surprised you don't have a pair of Yeezys oh you do I, I do have Yeezys yeah uh, of course you would I had the new ones put them up yesterday on the picture what picture uh, me and my dog if you swipe oh no you can't even they're, they're not, not actually uh, I put them up in my story I put my cute post there now if you click on my Instagram and go Which, what over. are they they're the fuck I don't know what Yeezys are they're not a standard pair they're the new ones the oh. 350s or something or am I way wrong is it on your story yeah it's like the last the last story put up you can see 
it's just one shoe I have on there. Oh, on the on the gym as well. Yeah. They be fakers. Yeah, absolutely. Where'd you get shout them? The, shout out to the premium drip. Premium drip. Which one is he? The Liverpool boy. No, he's from Belfast, man. Oh, yo, yes, so yes. Rough direction. Excuse me if he's slightly. He's 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 from around our neck of the woods. Ah, uh, they're like nice. And they're good, you know what? They're good quality and all. So far, you haven't got the ball. You haven't got the balls to wear the headband in, in the gym in your ASE. Yeah. I do. You sure put them a snap the other week. I was in there when I was wearing about six, seven weeks. But I'll wear it today, hitting legs, and I'll tag you. And you'll go get that the fuck off you. And I'll be standing there tense out of my bar. Uh, here we go. Here we go, boys. Right. Do you want to come up Finally, finally, guys, the campaign to get Tony to stop wearing a headband is successful. I'd like to thank everybody for their support. And the people that got behind the campaign, we won. The good guys won. Here's here's a question for you, Mickey. Right. Fuck you and the good guys. <laughs> Fuck you all. I'm going to be wearing it today. Uh, thoughts on NFTs and have you invested yet? Um, I actually met somebody in uh, Dubai that was making a load of money off. Ah, everybody's making a load of money off NFTs. Have you actually seen any of the money? Very very true. Agreed. Um no, I don't fully understand it. I try. I went down a rabbit hole trying to understand the metaverse the other day. They've been explained Facebook, by Snoop Dogg. Facebook uh, had the biggest dip it's ever had this year in stocks from yeah. the amount of money they put in the metaverse. Now that can mean that it goes really, really well. Yeah. Um, so, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about NFTs. I'm just not sure about them. There's too much. So technically, I could take a picture of you and turn it into an NFT and make money off your likeness. Yeah, obviously. That's going to have to change. So there's a guy who went out and he pretty much made NFTs using Gucci patterns, um, Louis, fucking LV patterns, like loads of patterns. He's selling off the likeness of big brands. Yeah. He's making a fortune to that. Somewhere around the line, well, suppose he's making a fortune. Somewhere around the line, they're going to have to go, no, that is copyright. People are turning every bit of artwork into an NFT. People are now putting like the album covers in the NFTs. I just don't know. <sighs> NFTs is just another cryptocurrency. It doesn't really exist. It only exists. People who can make money off crypto. I just feel like. Oh no, I know, but the the money never really exists until somebody else puts. You know, it only exists if everybody buys into it. I feel yes, Joe. Yeah, exactly. So it's if if I release it, I release an right. NFT today at two o'clock. It's worth two cents, right? That'll only become popular if more people buy it. Yeah, if more people want it. If more people want it, like like Eminem bought one for three thousand five hundred pound and put it in his Twitter picture. If he goes to resell that now, it'll be worth a hundred, two hundred grand probably. But the thing is, in my opinion, yeah. The, the best thing I can say about NFTs or crypto, and everybody, everybody will agree with me, if you do not understand it, don't put your money in it. That doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. It's like buying a house when you don't understand property. It's like putting money into an investment you don't understand. People are seeing this. This is exact. This is what you call this in business terms is shiny object syndrome. There's a new thing in the market that's telling everybody to make money. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh, if I put in a thousand pound, I can get fucking rich quick. Anything that tells you you can get rich quick is probably going to be bullshit. Now, don't get me wrong. There is certain individuals that will become millionaires off Bitcoin. Yeah. There is yeah. certain individuals that will become millionaires off Ethereum, other cryptocurrencies, and NFTs. There will be. There will be. But the thing is, 
are you willing to put in the, the, the hours of research? Now, the other way you can work it is if you know somebody who's making solid money off NFTs or off uh, crypto, give them your money to invest and ask, tell them to take a cut. Yeah. That's the only way I would invest in crypto. There's no point in me investing in crypto. Don't, don't, I, I don't study enough. Uh, you're better giving somebody the money and then getting a cut. So say you have 10 grand, you give somebody who knows what they're doing with crypto and they make it, they turn it into 20 grand, they get three grand, you get seven, it's your money, but if they lose it, you lose it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me with NFTs, there is money in it. There is, there, there's money in everything if you do it right. But the problem yeah. is there's not much money. You're not going to hear about the people who pumped in 10 grand and then lost, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're only, you're only going to hear about the, the people that's won or the people that's claiming they won it's still for me nfts isn't a solid ground at the moment there's too many variables there's too many unknowns um nobody fully well nobody really completely has a full grasp of where nfts can go difference with crypto because there's certain stuff is based on the blockchain like sending money doing things is based on blockchains so people had an understanding, especially financial people, of blockchains. NFTs is similar but different. Um, I don't know. It's it's there's too much there's too much uh, <clears throat> unknown in it. Um, it's the same as people like you seen Logan Paul get scammed in that Pokemon card. Everybody for a while was looking at these first edition Pokemon cards because they were worth millions. <clears throat> so people are going out and buying Pokemon, the trading cards opening the thing and finding but this guy found like a number one Pokemon card and Logan Paul bought it for like a million dollars turns out the fucking thing was fake got completely scammed so th that's the other thing to think you see when there's when there's money to be made there's going to be scammers around it as well like drop shipping drop shipping was a big thing a few years ago with Amazon the amount of scams that were going about with drop shipping, and people did make a lot of money at drop shipping. They still do. Um, yeah, they do. It's, but there's a lot of scams involved too. There's a lot of scams. It's a, in a way it is like not to not bring it back to something, but bring it back to something. There's a lot of business, you know, boy selling, like business mentorships at the moment that are putting in terms and conditions that are really tight, like really stupidly tight. And as soon as you break one of them terms, you're out in your hole. And I've heard yeah. about I've heard about this one 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 in particular that um, if you miss any of his seminars, which you have to pay for, you're you're straight out. Like no more. They're not taking you back. It's part of your terms. And a lot of his uh, a lot of his clients is based in like the the beauty, the hair, the makeup industry. He runs the se seminars on a Friday. And a lot of time, then people can't aren't free to go to a seminar on a Friday, and then straight away just kicks them out. No question, that's just boots them straight out of all their groups, boots them straight out of all their support networks, and then sends them a letter to say that they they didn't comply with the terms of the contract. Um, which is fucking nuts. Um, but when there's money to be made with crypto or anything like that anything there's always going to be a scammers there's always going to be scammers and always going to be people claiming to be sure, experts thing, sure first thing as soon as i start doing property everybody is dead to know like right how much are you making how are you doing it right what way can i get involved in it but the thing is 
there's only money to be made in something if you put in large amounts and study it. Like I'm not just buying houses and going, right, this is it, and you just rent and wing it. Like like for example, when you buy, right, let's talk this down. Like when you buy a hundred grand house, right? You yeah. put down a say third, fourth house, fifth house, tenth house, whatever it is, after the second or third one, you're gonna to need to put down at least twenty five percent. Yeah. So there's twenty five grand up front. Yeah. And then thousand pounds for the solicitor. Yeah. Whatever your mortgage advisor is plus all your time, your research going to do the house. But you don't just go, here's 25 grand to fucking just throw it in the house and see how it goes. You need to do your due diligence. Like you learn where the property is, you know, right? What, who's going to take this? How much it rents, the yield. Yeah. Yeah. Tony's uh, internet's cut out. The yield, he said, just before cut out. Tony, the slum landlord. Eh? Yeah, guys, Tony's internet is totally gone. But that's what you get when you're from Uri. Your internet's shite. You don't have running water. You're just about of electricity. But you have Yeezys. You have monster trucks. And you have a good gym. All right, guys, we're back. We're back. Tony's fucking internet cut out. I was I'm not a slum landlord. That was the last thing I heard. You're a ball bag. Well, Tony, off air, when the internet cut out, Tony said to me, here's what he said, guys, I buy a house for 100 grand, I'll put 25 people into that house <laughs> at £100 a week. Oh, and he goes, then I'll go, and this is what I do, Mick, I go to the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, and I lie <laughs> up, and I watch the cameras monitor the houses. <laughs> He said to me he has a three-bedroom house in Lurgan with 25 people in it, growing adults. <laughs> That's what he says to me, 25 people. That like? That's almost nine per room, isn't it? Nine per room, he said. He says there's three beds in a room, and he goes, they make it work. They're industrious people, he said. He didn't tell me where they're from, but he says they're industrious. £100 a week each, 25 of them. You work that out. Fucking hell. He Some said point. he was... My main king point, of the slum landlords slum dog millionaire my uh, my main point was that you should invest in something until you fully know it or if you do just be willing to invest in it and lose money not you will not make money in every investment especially if you don't understand like the first couple of houses i bought I, I didn't lose money but i lost a lot more than i should have on the investments because i didn't understand it uh, so that's pretty simple it was the main point there was other uh questions here that i'm sure mickey would love me to dive into and i asked about the nfts oh sorry we <laughs> <laughs> can over the main man himself there yeah there he was himself just on my instagram <laughs> right uh, raise up somebody, raise yeah i'm got five percent here tony what i'm only at five percent here no you better watch out when i get the hundred Opinion on fat burners alongside of deaths, and I'm sure you know that. Deadly, deadly. Yeah. Eat them all. They all work. That's the thing. See, that's what that's what the bodybuilders and the, the gym pros try to tell you. They try to put you off that. You know, they tell you all they don't work. They don't want you in as good a shape as them. How about that, Tony? Is that true? There's a dude asking me, am I your type on paper? Show me him. Yeah, he's private. There's just we circle. Um, beard. That's all I can really see. Beard and her. No. Well, he doesn't have tits and ass or a vagina, so no. Don't uh, here, Tony. Don't he, mate? You're only looking the top off. Aki's a van. Here. Don't judge, mate. I'm not judging. 
There, we're not about that, this podcast. That man, that could be a lady. What's the pronouns? Is it, are they written there? Tony McAlevey's away again. Going to wrap it up. Can't be handling this new internet stuff. Have to wrap it up. Guys, keep rating and reviewing. We're flying. Rate, review, buy the coffee, and get online and abuse the absolute life out of Tony. That's all I'm asking. We don't ask for much. Episode 101. Yeah, that's us. Cheers, guys. We'll chat these next week.